I'm Afraid To by J.C. Rogel. When no one is sleeping with me, I feel very alone. My almost seven-year-old says as he walks toward my side of the bed, his eyes are turning red, tears threatening to fall down his soft baby cheeks, and his bottom lip trembles. I feel an ounce of guilt for the rude way I greeted him when he came into my room. Right after I tuck my children into bed is the most coveted time of my day. I hold this time close. I read and write and pray I don't see any little faces peek through the crack of my door. Rarely, if ever, am I left completely alone, though. I can count on at least one of my children walking through my door, asking for water or to be tucked in again. I greet them with a heavy sigh and put my pen down on my bed, give them what they ask, and then tell them, usually in a sharp tone, to go back to bed. I have nightmares in my entire body, he tells me often. In my legs and behind my eyes, I tell my brain to stop, but it doesn't like to listen. I never know what to say to ease his fear. As much as I wish I had these quiet hours at night to myself, my king-size bed is usually occupied by two out of three of my children. My husband works nights, and they are especially needy and afraid when he is gone. And tonight, he is worried about bad guys breaking into our house. He asks if our windows are strong enough to keep them out, if they have ladders tall enough to reach the highest windows. He's beginning to understand how the world works. He knows some bad guys break into houses and hurt people. He knows people die and don't come back. He is starting to understand that this world can be a hard place to live in. I still see him as my seven pound, 11 ounce newborn baby, my first baby. He cuddles up next to me on the couch and gets sad when my lap is already taken. He runs to me and gives me random hugs and kisses, tells me he loves me and that I'm the best mom he's ever had. He plays with his little sisters, crawling around and acting like a baby to make them happy. He is sweet and innocent, and I want to shield him from all of the hard and scary things giving him nightmares throughout his entire body. You have no reason to be afraid. You are never alone. I am always here with you. I hold his face in my hands and stare deep into his big brown eyes, desperate for him to believe me. There are no bad guys in our neighborhood. I would never let anything happen to you. My words offer little comfort. I can tell him over and over again, but he is at the age where he knows I am not capable of everything I promise. I know my limitations too. How will you keep the bad guys out? He asks. He wants specifics. He wants facts. My words are filled with empty promises because I don't know the answers he needs. I don't know what words I can offer him to ease his fears. I have little control over our lives. I can do everything in my power, but I cannot keep the bad guys away from my children. I cannot stop the world from being scary. I don't even know how to keep my own fears at bay. I have no idea how to comfort myself when I have to do terrifying things like sending them to school. I am terrified of receiving a phone call that something happened or turning on the news and seeing their school surrounded by police cars. I worry about taking them to the grocery store or the mall or the museum, always on the lookout for bad guys trying to hurt others. I'll be honest here. As much as I enjoy having my king-size bed to myself because sleeping with kids can be a literal pain in the neck, I miss them when they sleep in their own rooms. It brings me comfort when I wake in the middle of the night to see and hear them snoozing away right next to me. Tucking my children in brings a wave of anxiety strong enough to knock me off my feet. I wake with a jolt in the middle of the night, sneak into their rooms and listen for their heavy breathing, watch their chests rise and fall, and pray they will wake up in the morning. As my son grows older, he leads me into uncharted territory. I am confronted with the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. Every night he sleeps next to me, I wonder how much longer it will be acceptable to bring him into my bed. I wonder when I will have to stop shielding him from the ugly and scary things this world has to offer. My words never feel adequate to ease his fears. 
my words are never adequate to use my own. I feel like it is my responsibility to be strong, brave, and act as if nothing terrifies me. On these nights, when he comes to me desperate for answers, handing him the fears I carry seems cruel. I want to wrap him up in a hug and whisper to him, I'm afraid too. This world scares me too. We can be scared together. Instead, I'll pull him in close, whispering words of comfort we are both desperate for. Words of comfort to wrap us up and keep us warm. This bed is too big for just one anyway. Hi, JC. Welcome back. And thanks for sharing this essay with us. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We featured one of your essays a little earlier in our Ages and Stages series, but we like to have these little Q&As just to help our readers and our listeners get to know the writers a little bit better. Um, I'd love to get started just by asking, in what ways have you grown or changed as your kids have grown? I've become more self-aware about my own needs. Things change so much, but I have a better understanding of how I need to handle different situations, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Do you find that, um, I don't know, for me, sometimes it is hard for me to express my own needs. Like I feel like it's just my job to take care of people. And I forget that like, I can count on them to take care of me as well. Has that been true for you at all? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I think my kids, the older they get, they're more in tune with how I'm feeling. And so they'll tell me if but I need to take a break and, you know, they'll take care of something and I can just get some rest if I need it. My seven-year-old tells me that all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It it makes me really happy and proud when he is able to see that, you know, I'm struggling or his sisters are struggling and um, know how to take care of us. It's really, it's really sweet to, to see him grow into that. That is really, that's really, really sweet. And that tells me too, that like, you're doing a really good job teaching them to pay attention to the needs of other people. That's really, really wonderful. It's really awesome. All right. What is the best or the worst advice you've received about parenting? That is such a hard one for me. I'm not sure. (laughs) I feel like maybe the worst advice is just that to let them figure it out on their own. Um, And that can go, you know, like, falling asleep on their own. None of my kids, except for one, has been a good sleeper. And I've always been told, like, you're going to spoil them if you hold them too much. You're letting them sleep in your bed. Um, It's going to be a really hard habit to break. And obviously, with that essay I just read, it is. Um, But I've never been able to let them figure it out by themselves. I always felt like I needed to be there right? Um, to help them with falling asleep and, you know, all of the other hard things that they are going through as they get older. And that's what works for me. Maybe that's not the best advice to follow. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of those things where every kid is different and every mom is different. You know, yeah. I feel like we're always sort of negotiating that balance between nurturing them and helping them and walking them through things and encouraging their independence and responsibility and, and all of that. And I always feel like I learn so much from watching other moms. Like I see how a mom encourages her kid to do something on their own that maybe I've been helping my kids with more than I needed to. 
but also like vice versa. Sometimes I watch a mom, you know, just really like warmly and sweetly walk her kid through something. And I'll think like, oh, like I could do that too. I could help my kid navigate that. Um, which is, I guess, more than when they're older as opposed to the sleep thing. But, um, yeah, I haven't really, I hadn't quite thought about that in quite that way, but I think that's a really good, really good insight. Well, are you watching anything right now? I know that a lot of us at this time have been shut up in our houses for a while. Um, I'd love to know what, if anything, you have been watching. So I actually don't watch very much TV, except for the news. Um, So that's all I've been watching lately. I understand that too. I can't remember the last TV show I've watched. Okay. I'm trying to be better about reaching for a book instead of the TV in the evenings, but it's kind of, I'm not always great at making that, uh, that leap, but it's something I would like to be better at. Yeah. It's been hard for me, but it's something that I've been working on pretty heavily for the last few months and it's definitely getting easier and I don't miss TV nearly as much as I thought I would. Oh, that's so interesting. I think I'm always afraid that I will miss out on like a really good show that I might have loved. Yeah. Um, But I guess the same is probably true of the books too. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even remember the TV shows that I used to like binge watch. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I, I admire that. I maybe one day (laughs) I will. I mean, I like TV too, but there's again, balance, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, JC. Well, I hope you have a really great day and thank you for chatting with me. Thank you.